I'm Emma. I'm Evie. And I'm Adam. With all the excitement building for season 35, the Tar Pit crew would like to bring you a series of exclusive interviews to meet some of the teams before the season premiere on September 27th. Here's our interview with Jocelyn and Victor. So my name is Jocelyn and I work at Thailand Market World Food Fair. And so I am in charge of purchasing. So my daily activity is what I call buy, buy, buy. And that's what I do a lot of the time. And I also work in the back end in terms of strategizing um, the store and how to improve customers' experience coming into our market. So our store is very unique in the sense that you go around the store as if you're traveling around the world. So every single section it's not by um, category of food, but it's more like country. So um, it kind of sort of tie into the amazing race where you're running around the world. And so when you come to our store, you are actually actively running around the world, but shopping for food. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so my name is Victor Limery. Um, I'm one of the other managers and um, I'm kind of like the, the face of the, of the store, <laughs> you know, if a store could have a face, I guess that's me. Um, I do a lot of outreach, uh, to our community. Um, I've, you know, I give talks to, to students. I, I do tours. Uh, we, tours. Yeah, so, so our story is just very different. As Jocelyn said, we, we sell food from every continent except Antarctica. And so, you know, our, and then as she was saying earlier, each aisle is representing a specific part of the world. So in most grocery stores, if you're going to go shopping, you go down a canned food section or cereal section, you know, baking section. And mm-hmm. ours is by a region of the world. So there's an aisle for Central and South America, mm-hmm. one, you know, actually two for India um, in, you know, different parts of Asia and different parts of Europe. So that if you're, say you're making sushi, you go to one specific part of the store as opposed to going through like five different sections, trying to find all the ingredients you need. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in, in our daily lives, um, we, we, we sell groceries and, and it's kind of funny because we sell food from everywhere, mm-hmm. but we haven't traveled everywhere. And, and so that was kind of like one of the, the things that we really w- that kind of pushed us to want to do the race is because wouldn't it be cool to try to experience some of this culture firsthand? Um, when did you guys decide to actually apply and go on the amazing race? Just so you know, this is Evie. Okay. Evie. <laughs> well, we actually, can we, can we say this? In terms of like two couple of years yeah. ago when we decide, yeah. Yeah. So a... it was actually last year when we actually decided to apply. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then we we actually got selected for season uh 35. And so um uh, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit a, a long time coming, you know, from when we actually applied to when we actually got on. So cool. So this is Emma. How long have you guys been fans of the show? <laughs> We've been on fans of the show for a very long, very long time. time. The first season, I I have to say, you know, we we work a lot, and so lot. when we come home, one of the things that we we gravitate towards is the TV, just kind of a, an escape reality. Yes. And when the Amazing Race first came on, that first season, for me, it was when um, they went to Victoria Falls, right? So. Um, just seeing this huge, huge waterfall. And it's like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And that's, I mean, that episode just hooked 
hooked me personally on to the race, but we've been watching it since season one. Yeah. And because you've been watching it so long, who are some of your favorite past teams or some of your most memorable challenges? I think I, I still believe watching the show those for this law. I really, my favorite team that I would say still have to say is Derek and Claire. And because they're just such a sweet couple and they kind of remind me of Victor and uh, us as a couple in terms of their dynamics. And so, and I, I really like the way they run the race. And so Derek is so positive. He's funny and he is just all around just based on the, it makes a show even more engaging and fun to watch just because he's so sweet and he's so supportive of each other and he's somewhat lighthearted. And that comes through in the show where sometimes it, you're going through all the challenges and might be a little bit hard. And there are seasons where you just see people being really mean towards each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think Derek and Claire really brings a very positive friendship, camaraderie, everything that's really positive you want to see in a team setting or a team environment. And I think that's what they showcase because yeah. I, I think you know the amazing race has evolved so much as a show mm -hmm. right and if you especially looking at the earlier seasons and see even though the seasons in the you know numbered in the 20s um there are some teams who aren't so nice to each other and especially the you know season 33 and 34 there's definitely been a big shift and, and maybe even a little bit in season 32 a big shift in in people willing to to have some um, camaraderie and mm -hmm. and be supportive of one another mm -hmm. you know not every fan's gonna love that but i think for us as a family we we really loved seeing you know kim and pen and you know during during their season and then season 34 with derek and claire mm -hmm. people were helping each other even though it is a competition they were still willing to help each other to a point um and so that that was kind of fun and you know those kind of things that we uh, values that we try to instill in, in our kids as well. So yeah, the, the last two have been super special for us, but mm -hmm. um, there have been some really, really different types of dynamics and some of them where there are teams that go out with the intention to try to sabotage other people. <laughs> and those were the seasons that maybe we didn't focus on so much as, as a family. <laughs> They're one of our favorites too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially I, I agree with you though especially as a parent when you're watching with your family uh, seeing mm -hmm. seasons or teams at least on different seasons that uh, even if they don't necessarily go out of their way to help other people or don't actively try to be nasty to others and, right. and sometimes right. that does pop up and it becomes a little disappointing when you're watching or at least a, a teachable moment with your kids of what not to do <laughs> <laughs> what not to do exactly. there, there, there are a lot of teachable moments on the amazing race <laughs> yeah for sure um so i and we've also been watching quite a bit for a while so one of the things that we've seen in the show is when people have sort of uh, natural skills or talents that they bring to the race or to the show that it sometimes helps them with cer certain challenges and one of the examples I think of is uh, Bethany Hamilton, the surfer, um, when she and Adam had a water challenge that they had to do. Obviously, that mm -hmm. helped them quite a bit. Um, are there mm -hmm. any skills or talents that you brought to the to the um, to the show that you feel helped you without giving away specifics of challenges? I think Victor, I, I say Victor is my secret weapon because I think he's 
he's very skilled in language and then so he can pick up language fairly easily he can he can hear the um the tones and so i think for that aspect that really help us like to me that's part of our secret weapon is victor's ability with language and i think victor also is very logical so when it comes to so sometimes when we watch the puzzle victor will go oh i can do that why why didn't he do this and then so part of our practice is he actually did the um we have an app where you can do the little oh you know it's like there's always like every few seasons there's always that little slide um that puzzle where you slide the pieces (laughs) around right right and and then you know i think there was there, there was recent, most recently the one I think they were the at, TMZ team. at Petra, <laughs> and then yes. there was one where they were, um, you know, on, on the beach at Rio de Janeiro, and they're sliding yeah. the the pieces around. And then some of those teams were there for hours, and yes. we we're just like, oh my god, this is killing me. I wish, <laughs> I wish I could do it myself. And so, you know, we just love things. And but I think one of the things that Jocelyn says, I just love languages. Mm-hmm. I wish I could speak like you know thirty, forty languages, but. Um, just kind of in my daily life, I have to, I'm, I'm put in situations where I have to communicate with people that don't necessarily speak English. Mm. And sometimes it's a language that I know. Sometimes it's one that I don't. And I try my best not to whip out my phone and and try to do a, a you know, a translate um, if I can, because for me, like, I, I always want to learn about other cultures and learning about other cultures through food is like my passion. But then um, trying to learn where people are coming from by just reaching out and trying to speak some of the same words or, you know, the language that they're speaking, I think goes a long way in helping people um, kind of understand each other. You know, we're we're not to the point yet where it's like Star Trek, where you have a universal translator on your chest <laughs> that can translate in real time. I'm not right? sure if people get that reference. Well, but... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm sorry. I have to bring that up. But, um, but, but, you know, we're, we're not to that point yet. So even if you're using a translator, it kind of breaks down that whole communication. So if you can try to meet or at least reach out to people, you know, where they are, mm-hmm. it, it helps so much. And people are just so much nicer to you, whether you're traveling or whatever, if you just make an effort to try to reach out to them rather than try to make them adapt to you. Yes. What kind of things did you do to prepare for the show? Please tell me that you learned how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That, that was like the that was like the first thing when we found out that we had to do because um, we both learned how to drive stick shift twenty years, thirty years more ago, more than thirty years ago when we first were learning to drive. But you know, um, but it's a skill that you you just have to brush up on, and so and we practice. We rented we rented a. Uh, a manual transmission car for, it was for hard. a few I think, days. Yeah, yeah, Victor Victor definitely picked it up really quickly and I'm out there going in circles, <laughs> dying. And so it was it was yes. a lot of constantly restarting. Yeah. And so, so it I was mean, tough. Yeah. So like your you know your, your advice on, on that uh, that kind of preview episode to yes. to um to learn how to drive a stick shift. Um, it is it is number one, right? Because you always see, uh, especially in Europe, when people go to Europe, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden people don't know how to drive a stick shift. And then 
it creates all sorts of problems for us. We didn't want to be in that situation. Yeah, because we uh, were we're actually planning yeah. uh, before COVID. We we're actually thinking about going to Europe, and then so one of the things we're trying to look up is to rent a car, and it's it's crazy, but it's easier to rent a, a manual transmission, a manual transmission yeah. car, and it's automatic. So again, being on the race kind of helped force us to learn how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, every season when yeah. we watch, we're like, oh, why didn't you? Every season, there's oh, a team. I'm like, if, why didn't you do this? That or learning how to do a map or yeah. read a map. And people lie. And people lie, right? This is, oh, I know how to drive one. But yeah, you don't. You right. don't. And unless you 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 drive it like a one hour session on it's a, not enough it's not one enough. hour session like not enough. I, I seriously yeah i i went and, and rented a manual transmission car for like a week just mm-hmm. to make sure i got all the little nuances down because it's been yes. a while right yeah and and so you just want to make sure that that you're prepared yes for, for that. i think going yeah. backwards is the hardest thing i reversing reversing yeah it was it was, it was really really tough um <laughs> and so yeah there were a lot of <laughs> getting stuck in the middle of the road like ah panic moments <laughs> oh my gosh that's too funny uh how has it been adjusting back to civilian life too since the race has when you're when you are chosen to be a team mm-hmm. on the race are you even able to tell people that you're doing this no no, no it's very secretive um it's so secretive that that close friends and family thought that we were on a spy mission <laughs> <laughs> while, while we were doing this, you know, because we couldn't tell them. And it's like, well, we don't, you can't take your phone, you don't have any outside contact. And so they yeah. thought, what are you guys doing? Are you going to some secret, you know, spy mission? Well, I in told a them that country? we're going on a safari where in Africa there's no cell phones. So. <laughs> and then so they thought, wow, that's so nice. So, yeah, I'll be hanging out with elephants and zebras. So no cell phone. <laughs> that's too funny. But it, it is hard to adjust because you're doing this thing, which is absolutely surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, it is not normal life at all. Not one bit, right? And you're doing it. And, um, and you can't tell anybody about it. So you come back and it's like, you have this, this, this super big secret, but you can't tell anybody. And even now people ask us and, you know, the number one question is, um, did you guys win? I can't (laughs) tell you that. Number two is when do you leave? It's like, "Mm, I don't think you know how TV works. And so, so there's like, these are all things that it's like, you just got to watch and you'll find out. Cause we don't even know exactly how all this unfolded, right? Because you're only with each other, really, you know, mm-hmm. and then other teams are are there throughout the, the race, but you don't exactly know how things progressed. And so we're, we're so excited to see this ourselves, but yeah. it's been kind of hard. Well, coming back, sense. I think yeah. also there's a slight jet lag, just going yeah. through so many countries, traveling and coming back and then just kind of Getting back to reality where, oh, I actually have to work. Oh, I have to go, I have to go back and work. <laughs> right, yeah, I can't right. just take the rest of my life off. I know. Right? I mean, like today I can't wake up and do a challenge and go hang out with people and run around. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think imagine. that was the disappointing factor where you come back to reality and then you actually have to go to work. And then waking up and yeah. drinking coffee and driving around normally and so it's 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 a different experience when you're on the race and you're coming back home so yeah there's definitely slight adjustments Mm -hmm. of um well and then one thing about being on the race is like the adrenaline is running through your veins the whole time even when after you're done with the pit stop you're still 
thinking about stuff and mm. and trying to prepare for what's coming up next that's that's hard <laughs> and I, that's not something that most people do on a daily basis yeah no it's yeah. not normal life to be on adrenaline for a month and a half or a month <laughs> for sure i can imagine that'd be really difficult uh since you guys couldn't really tell us a lot of details about the season will you guys be willing to come back after your last episode airs to talk more about season 35 Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, you know, I think that's that that's where we think the fun is going to be talking about things when the episodes air, because so many people are asking us a million questions. Like, I can't say anything. You just have to watch. Please tune in September 27th and watch because I would love to to talk to you about it, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's great. It's great to get to meet the teams, though, beforehand and just hear a little bit about them besides yeah. the little spotlight promo that goes on TV. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Um, well, I want to thank you for your time, and we look forward to cheering you on on the 27th. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations yeah. on your podcast. I mean, we're, you. we're looking forward to, to listening to this with our with our kids. So Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.